Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 269 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for showing us your love as you sent your son to be born and die for our salvation. Help us learn more of your love and receive more of your love today as we read your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's see what we can learn in Matthew chapter 2. We read about the wise men going to Jerusalem to find Jesus. They followed the bright star leading to him. Their presence in Bethlehem concerned Herod. He called upon the chief priests to inquire about where the Christ was supposed to be born. Of course, he was told Bethlehem, which was prophesied in Micah chapter 5, verse 2. I encourage you to read this verse. It ties the Old and New Testament together in ways we only see when we read their verses together. The wise men found Jesus, and they were ecstatic. They worshipped him and then were divinely warned in a dream to go home another way and not tell Herod about the child. This is one of four dreams mentioned in the chapter. Joseph was warned in a dream to take his family to Egypt until Herod's reign was over. Herod made the edict to put to death all the male children in Bethlehem who were two years old and younger. How tragic. Another prophecy that was fulfilled, one from Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, wailing and loud lamentation. Rachel weeping for her children, she refused to be comforted because they were no more. And that's Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 15. I cannot imagine the grief the families in the town suffered all because of jealousy. And jealousy would be the reason Jesus is put to death in the future. Joseph had another dream when Herod died and was told to take his family back to Israel. He had yet another dream where he was led to Galilee, a town called Nazareth, and another prophecy was fulfilled in Isaiah 11, verse 1. He shall be called a Nazarene. We can imagine the confusion later on when the Pharisees didn't believe Jesus was the Christ because the Christ was supposed to be born in Bethlehem. And all the moving Joseph did with his family hid the truth from the learned men. They didn't expect the Messiah to come from Nazareth. And this was all part of God's plan. Let's see what Paul is writing the Thessalonians in chapter 5. Yesterday, we read about Paul giving comfort and encouragement as he talked about the upcoming rapture. Today, his words encourage us to be watchful, keep alert, and be on our guard so we are ready for that day. Verse 9 shows us that God intends we will be saved. For God has not appointed us to incur his wrath. He did not select us to condemn us, but that we might obtain his salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Yes, we were chosen to be saved. Let's heed Paul's advice and be on alert so we don't fall away from God's best and his grace. Paul tells the people to be happy in faith and rejoice and be glad-hearted continually, always. Our hope, faith, and joy are in Christ and not in our circumstances. In verse 8, he tells us to put on the breastplate of faith and love and the helmet of our hope and salvation. May we be armored up to endure and hold fast to our faith. Then in verses 17 through 19, he writes about prayer. He says to pray continually and thank God in everything, regardless of our circumstances. Then he prays God will sanctify them and make them holy. We can be thankful that we are not responsible for making ourselves holy because we would fail. However, our Savior has done this for us by his blood. Verse 24 is one of my favorites and says, Faithful is he who is calling you to himself and utterly trustworthy, and he will also do it, fulfill his call by hallowing and keeping you. Such an amazing promise for us to hold on to here. I don't know about you, but sometimes I wonder if I'll ever get it right in this world. Because we live in a fallen world, we won't get it right all of the time. 
But God is at work in us all the time, bringing us up higher and higher. And for that, we can be grateful. Well, let's see what Isaiah is prophesying in chapter 47. We read about the doom and humiliation of Babylon. First, they were used to take down the Israelites, but when God delivers his people, Babylon will be taken down itself. They will be utterly humiliated. Their pride and comfort in luxurious moments are their downfalls. They think their strength gave the Israelites into their hands, but it was God. And when the 70 years of captivity are up, God will have vengeance upon them. He will cause them to rely on sorcerers who will not be able to save them. There is no power that can withstand the power of God, and this came to pass. In chapter 48, God tells the Israelites about what he had done for them in the past, but their hard hearts and stiff necks kept them apart from him. He will let them be captured by the Babylonians to refine them through affliction. He could have destroyed them, but he didn't. He didn't because of his glory. He would not shine his glory on any other people, and he will not allow his name to be tarnished by destroying those he called his. In verse 12, he says, I am he, I am the first, I am also the last. God is the creator, our creator, and all glory goes to him. He reminds them he is giving them a heads up of what is going to happen so that when it does, they will recognize that he is the one who designs everything. So even we will recognize that his plan is always done. At the end of this chapter, he tells them if they would have only obeyed his commandments, then they would have had peace and prosperity and their children would have been as many as the sand by the sea. May our hearts be soft to the Lord and his peace be ours. And may God help us be obedient to him. Well, let's see what Psalm 88 teaches us today. This psalm was written by Heman, who was an older wise man serving under Rehoboam. Rehoboam's father was King Solomon. He asked both younger wise men and older wise men what he should do about taxation. Should he lower it or raise it? The older men told him to lower it and he would earn the loyalty of all the people. The young men told him to raise it and make things worse for the people. Rehoboam took the advice of the younger men, which didn't turn out well for anyone. Heman was feeling mightily rejected and wrote this psalm under those circumstances. He feels cast off by God. He cannot seem to draw close to the Lord. And sadly, he has been in this state for a while. Verse 15 tells us he was afflicted and close to death from his youth up until now. I'm sure there are days when we can relate to his plight and his feelings written in these 18 verses. However, God is good, and good times are coming, even if you are in the midst of tough times right now, because God does not withhold good from his people. Certainly, we can rejoice in the Lord for our salvation through the sacrifice of his Son. This we praise God for and know we are granted eternity in God's heavenly kingdom. Let us pray. O oh Lord, thank you for sending your Son to this earth to save us. Thank you for showing us your love as you showed Joseph how to keep Jesus safe through angelic dreams. Lord, help us know that you care deeply for us. May we feel your tender love and receive all the blessings you have in store for us. May our hearts be filled with worship and praise of you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.